G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. I can remember Dr. Chuck Missler saying that when we pray, it's like God is enlisting us to agree with Him. Hmm. Rather than me coming to God with my shopping list yep. and saying, God, I need this and I need that. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program, we began learning about the religious Jewish understanding of tefillah, which is prayer, and how it's experienced, and we used the Talmud to learn about it. Prayer is a phenomenon that most people would understand as simply people talking to God, but to the Jewish mind, it is way more complex than that. And it's funny, as we've been going just through this particular lesson, oh, my brain is stretched, <laughs> like like really stretched. This is um, it's a very difficult well, to me, it's a difficult mm. thing to get my head around because unlike a lot of Christians, prayer is its a bit of a challenge for me. I actually think a lot of Christians would admit the same thing if you ask them, that uh, prayer quite, can be a challenge. Well, yeah, well, you know, it's funny how you hear some people pray and they're so eloquent mm. and I think, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm so inept when it comes to praying. Yeah. But to me, it's a challenge. I wonder whether it's a bit of an Eastern versus Western mindset as well, though, because obviously we look at things very differently from Jews and from people from that Eastern mindset. Do you know, I think you're right. I think you're actually very, very right there. There's something to a Western mind about literally just opening your mouth and speaking words into the air that seems strange to think that a deity somewhere is going to hear me. I don't know whether it's because there is something from old pagan days where you could go and bow before a statue and think at least I'm praying to something. I don't know. Um, I'm just spitballing here. I don't know. Mm. But prayer for me personally is a bit of a challenge. Getting my head around this particular lesson from an article and lesson I, I came across by Pinchas Shia, who is a Messianic Jewish Bible teacher, about the Jewish mind from the Talmudic tradition of bonding with God, not just saying a prayer into the air with my requests and petitions and, um, you know, God, I need this, God, I need that. Would you do this for so-and-so and please bless, bless Uncle Fred and Auntie Mary? I don't think that they think that at all. In fact, to many re very religious Jewish communities, they will pray and bless every element of their day from the minute they open their eyes mm. and wake up to when they eat something, when they go to the bathroom, when they go to sleep. They will pray for everything. It's like God is encompassed in every part of their mm. day. That is a big challenge to me to think that way. Yeah. But then to get into this headspace, anyway, my brain's <laughs> stretched here. But anyway, I want to go back and look at the Talmud. Again, this is not inspired scripture. I want to emphasize this because I don't want anybody to think that I'm elevating the Talmud or the Mishnah or any other Jewish writing above scripture. Mm. Scripture is God-breathed. These are men's interpretations. Yeah. But it does give you insight into their mindset. And so in the Talmud, there was, remember last time we looked at a Q&A between a couple of rabbis talking about God's mercy and that attribute of mercy they were hoping would prevail against God's indignation. And that particular expression of indignation 
in the Bible was based on Psalm 7. Yeah, so it's Psalm 7 verse 11, which says God is a righteous judge and a God who has indignation every day. Yeah, not my favourite verse. No, it's not not your life verse, is it? (laughs) So going back to the um, article by Pinhas Shia, he did an article called God's Prayer and Indignation in the Talmud. So that's the verse that it was based on. So in the Talmud, okay, there is a conversation. I find, just so up front, the Talmud confuses me. Just need to say (laughs) this. But I want to just quote this little passage from the Talmud. Okay, here we go. Yohanan further said in the name of Ahose, how do you know that we must not try to placate a man in the time of his anger? For it's written, my face will go and I will give thee rest. That's a quote from Exodus thirty-three fourteen. The Holy One, blessed be he, said to Moses, wait till my countenance of wrath shall have passed away and then I shall give thee rest. But is anger then a mood of the Holy One, blessed be he? Yes, for it has been taught a God who has indignation every day. That's Psalm 711 that you just read. Mm. And how long does this indignation last? Get this, one moment. And how long is one moment? 158,888 parts of an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's amazing. And it goes on and says, And no creature has been able to fix precisely this moment except wicked Balaam, of whom it was written, He knows the knowledge of the Most High. That's Numbers 2416. I'll leave the quote there because it goes on. Okay, so again, I do find the Talmud a little bit confusing, but what Pinhashir was trying to say about this was that in this particular interaction between God and Moses and, and God was going to turn away his indignation, how long was that? They said that the person who knew how long that moment was was the wicked prophet Balaam. Mm. And and the, the point he's trying to make is that there are some men when they've prayed and they've sought God, God gives them knowledge. Mm. He gives them understanding. Why God chose that Balaam would be able to have that knowledge, I can't figure that out. But... From what you get, this picture of this bonding, of this uniting, this almost like one mind. Mm. Um, I'm not talking new age. That's not where we're going. But this bonding between the people who are praying to God and God who providing them with this information, this knowledge. Well, that makes me think of the verse in John 17 where Jesus is praying. Well, So there you've got God praying to God. But (laughs) as he walked on the earth, of course, he prayed a lot. But he he prayed and he said, that they may be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. So there's that understanding of Jesus being bonded with the Father, but then also his desire, his prayer was that we would be bonded with God. It really does change. Well, it stretches my understanding of that because I've also let us be one as we are one. It sounds very nice. Mm. We're united, you know, in how we feel. But that, I think... The emphasis is actually talking about a much closer, more mm. intimate yeah. connection there. Well, even and you've got praying, Jesus talking about the He's the vine, we're the branches. Like that's you yes. know, we are have to be one with Him. When we abide with Him and He with us, that's when you know we actually see fruit. It really kind of deepens and stretches. Well, it's stretching my understanding mm. of of prayer. And again, I want to emphasise because I'm using the Talmud. Again, the Talmud is not inspired scripture, but to the Jewish mind, this was how they understood prayer and communing with God. I can remember Dr. Chuck Missler saying that when 
we pray, it's like God is enlisting us to agree with him. Mm. Rather than me coming to God with my shopping list yep. and saying, God, I need this and I need that and I need this and I need that, I'm coming to God and saying, God, what is your heart? What, where is your heart towards this people in my life? What's going on in the world? How can I unite with you and what you think and what you feel? And therefore, I can then be enlisted so that I'm agreeing with you. Mm. And, it's, and to the Jewish mind, it's a very personal bonding with God. Which I think we say that, but I don't know that we actually mm. know that. Yeah. And I'm not talking about something mystical here. I'm talking about something that's very practical. Because I don't think the prophet Balaam had mystical experiences mm. with God, but he knew the knowledge of God, yeah. as wicked as he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I, I don't get my head around that. <laughs> I just think it's an amazing picture that we can bond with God in prayer through submission to his word and what God is saying what God's standards are rather than me and my wants. Well, that brings today's program to a close, but a reminder that you can listen back to today's episode and others that you might have missed via our website or your favourite podcast app. Just search Foundations with Mandy and Robbo to find it or go to the website vision.org.au forward slash foundations. We look forward to you joining us again next time as we desire to understand the Jewish cultural, historical and spiritual context of the Word of God on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 